0: Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about real-time security for real-time transactions. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Will Lasala. He's the Director of Security Solutions with Vasco Data Security. Will, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Thanks for having me, Tom. It's a pleasure to talk with you, too. Well, let's jump right into it. How does security change, or need to change, to adjust to the new reality of real-time transactions that are requested by the customer? Tom, you know, I, I think security has been evolving
1: for for many years, right? We've watched many kind of different ways of, of us introducing security. And, and really what we see is that as we're kind of moving through the different security hurdles, that really the attacks, they're evolving, but they they're really trying to do the same thing. They're really trying to extract, you know, cash or or money from our customers. So as we kind of look at the actual technology, you know, in the past we were looking at kind of an offline type of transaction. And then as we started to get rid of paper in the banking space, people really wanted to see things kind of move more online and to move quicker. Uh, And now that we're into this new space, into the mobile space, we see everybody kind of wants to move everything really quick. Everything needs to be in real time. Uh, and because of that, we really see that the security needs just have to keep up with that. So you can't just stop and, and break the the process and take some time to do that offline transaction or uh, write down a password or you really inconvenience the user. Everybody just wants to kind of can continue on and, and move in a much quicker pace.
0: Let's talk about this changing landscape, Will. How does ubiquitous mobility change everything? yeah and and that's really
1: the key driver for everything in the past it was internet desktop and and computers but really when you're looking at the mobile device the mobile device has really become part of us and that mobile device we carry it around everywhere we do all of our transactions through it most of our banking now is done through a mobile application Uh, and because we have those mobile applications we can look at a bunch of information that those mobile app, mobile devices carry. So they really have a whole bunch of information on where you're located, what you're attempting to do. Some of them even have biometric components so that we can step up authentication when necessary. Um, really, all of these different data po- components really help us determine what the type of security is necessary for a specific transaction. Uh, a lot of users out there, when they're doing their real time transactions, they really don't want to be bothered with having to do security uh, and when they don't want to be bothered with it, they kind of look into it and say, "Oh, you know, I really like this to be frictionless or don't don't bother me for doing something and when they stop and they you're not they're bothering them, well, how do you do that? The only way to really do that is to gather some of these data points uh, and that's that's really where we see kind uh, of the, the ability to use that mobile phone, the ability to use all of those data points to really determine how to authenticate that user.
0: Well, Will, talk to me about the users now. How have they and their expectations evolved along with this evolution of mobile ubiquity? When we look at the mobile
1: users, their environments, you know, I, I can't stress enough, it's all about real time. We see it every day. You know, we're we're playing some golf, we're... We might exchange some money between each other right there on the golf course. Or, you know, we just want to check our balances real quick in the, you know, in the backseat of a taxi or something. This is all real-time transactional data. And the users, you know, with the mobile phone, with the power of the mobile phone, that's what they want to do. They want to be able to do all of our banking transactions right now, wherever they are. And because of that, the users kind of expect that the banks are taking care of some of that security. So they're also expecting that the mobile phones are, are secure and that there aren't hackers getting into that. Now, they, the issue is that although the users uh, expect that these things are happening, uh, they're not necessarily always happening. So um, the user's expectations may not always meet what's actually happening behind the scenes. Uh, but reality is that they really want to believe that everything is secure. They can do everything that they want to do and not have to worry that they're going to get attacked or hacked or or what they don't want to have happen
0: so what you're describing really is a, a level of complacency on the user's part as a security organization how do you fight back against this complacency about security yeah and, and
1: complacency with the users is a, is a really big problem so you know users look at everything they look at and say oh I, I have this mobile phone you know, who could ever hack this mobile phone? Uh, and yet we see all the time it, it's getting hacked. And so the users, they want to be frictionless. They don't want to have to type in a one-time password. Uh, they find it clunky, you know, taking one of those old hardware devices, they press the button, they type the code into the screen. Uh, that was fine when you had a keyboard, but now that you just have a touch uh it's, it's not easy to do. And so users really kind of, uh, they want to get past that so in order to do that we have to you know we have to use the tools that were handed first off using all of those data points within the mobile phone uh, but also looking at those transactions looking at what they're doing and really determining the risk level of those transactions immediately and allowing in real time the specific form of authentication that's necessary so as i mentioned in some forms where maybe i'm just checking a balance or i'm just doing a quick login I can maybe not even ask the user for a password. Well, that, that will really help, uh, the user complacency. They're not gonna, they're not gonna feel like uh, we're bothering them to, to do that. But at the same time, when they go and attempt to move a thousand dollars, uh, out of their account to, to something else, we might impact them and, and step that authentication up immediately and, you know, do a fingerprint or a facial biometric using the phone. Uh, And for a user, it might cause them a little bit of friction, but if we're already removing some of that friction from it, I think the users will find that it's easier to step into that.
0: Well, talk to me about the emerging concept of frictionless authentication, because it speaks very clearly to what you were just talking about.
1: There were many different varieties of frictionless authentication. Uh, Back in the day, um, we used to think that uh, a simple image on a website might be frictionless authentication. So as long as I saw that image on the website, then I could just log in. But the security behind that wasn't necessarily as good as it is today. So today, it's not about pictures. Today, it's about capturing actual physical data points, where the user is located, what the device is doing, the background apps. Windows that are laying on top of other windows, all of these different data points that are available on that to help paint us a very broad picture of what the user is doing. And then as we kind of hone in um, within the actual application itself, we start to look at okay, you know, what types of things can attack the app uh, and can attack the business process that the user is attempting to perform. This really allows us to start to really pull out fraudulent transactions or transactions that we think that might not match a user. As we pull those transactions out, the user doesn't necessarily need to log in all the time. They can simply just pull up their application. And as long as that application is on the same phone and is in a geographic location that we assume the user is going to be in, there hasn't been any malware on the phone or any rootkits or anything like that. We can really just allow the user to kind of go in and become frictionless. Don't, don't stop the user from doing transactions. Don't ask them for additional forms of authentication. Just allow them to go in and do their transactions. Now, if we do find some type of problem, we do have to stop the friction uh, authentication and really step up and say, okay, how do we uh, orchestrate the next level of authentication, and how do we do that in a way that the user uh, will accept that uh, and will realize that, hey, there might be an issue here. So maybe I'm not doing this in the most secure location that I can, but we're going to help you by adding this you know bi- biometric component on there uh, through an orchestration layer that really allows them to kind of step up into that.
0: Well, last question. I want to ask you about Vasco. Talk to me about the core elements. Of Vasco's trusted identity platform, and specifically, how are you helping customers adapt to the new authentication reality we've talked about today?
1: You know Vasco you know we grew up in that day and age with the one-time passwords, um, but as we see Vasco's trusted identity platform coming together, it's really about gathering all of the data and allowing users to do real-time transactions in a frictionless, orchestrated way. The Vasco Trusted Identity Platform will allow users and allow mobile application developers in the banking industry to integrate uh, simply with our components. So the Trusted Identity um, World will uh, have an orchestration implementation that will gather data from the phone. We'll hand that data back to the Trusted Identity Platform. We'll go ahead and we'll analyze that data for the bank and we'll make the the appropriate transactions and the, assess the risk of that transaction and then go back to the mobile application uh, and allow the orchestration to happen. So in most cases, we expect that users will have a frictionless uh, login. They, they won't be impacted at all. But in other cases, they, this orchestration environment will allow us to step up the authentication in in a very easy way. The main components here are that from a developer side, from a bank application developer side, there isn't a a large number of integration that needs to happen. So we don't have to change the APIs. We don't have to have a a really long, drawn-out integration environment. But everything happens automatically. So all of our backend, everything that we're attempting to do inside the Vasco Trusted Identity Platform we'll step those services up and, and down automatically based upon the user's interaction with the mobile application and how that mobile application is working. So the, the main components here is really bringing frictionless and orchestrated authentication to the level of all of our banking needs so that we can continue to support these customers in real time and continue to offer them additional services and additional you know, banking services that are still secure and still meet all of these attacks that we see out there, everything that we're we're trying to protect against and that we've been really trying to protect against for years. So this trusted identity platform is kind of that next generation of making certain that, you know, the users continue to move faster and we continue to offer the same security.
0: Very well said. Will, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sean. We've been talking about real-time security for real-time transactions, and I've been speaking with Will LaSala, the Director of Security Solutions with Vasco Data Security. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.